Welcome to In Conversation With, our new mini-series podcast from the Marketing Society. I'm Rachel Lethem, Head of Content and Communications, and today I'm in conversation with Alison Stewart-Allen, Marketing Society member and CEO of International Marketing Partners, a consulting firm helping companies successfully internationalise. So over the past two episodes, we've looked at the importance of both global and local perspective when it comes to branding. And if you haven't heard episode two, Make sure you check it out as Alison shares her cabinet of curiosities and the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to branding. So today we're going to talk about the so what, the next steps. And so, Alison, looking forward to when it comes to avoiding foreign fails, I was just explaining to you my previous background in the world of fresh produce and um, a bit of a giggle that I had last week with um, an ex-colleague of mine. So there's a new blueberry variety uh, that has been trademarked and it's available in Europe. Um, you can buy it in the supermarkets in the UK, and it's called Top Shelf. Now, this comes from an American breeding company, so I don't think, as an American, you can tell me what the connotations are, but here, the, the Polish blue girl I spoke to agreed with me that it was a slightly dubious name, and it always makes me giggle when I think about it. Uh, so those uh, Top Shelf magazine concepts are coming to my mind, but what does it mean in the American market? Yeah, isn't that really interesting? So in the States, uh, top shelf means premium. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you think about how our supermarkets are merchandised uh, in the in the States, uh, the premium items are on the top shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, then the more mass market items are in the middle and the more sort of lower quality is at the bottom yeah. uh, or cheaper maybe as well. So, uh, but again, what you're saying uh, and explaining is that this company probably should have done a bit more homework in mm. thinking about, well, what does top shelf mean the same everywhere? Clearly, it didn't uh, research the UK or other parts of Europe to discover that it doesn't mean the same thing. Exactly. So what advice do you have for businesses that are looking to expand into international markets? And what are those critical factors they need to consider? So I think the key thing is uh, having an open mind, uh, looking for differences and not judging them, but looking for differences methodically. So relying on your colleagues that may be in your subsidiaries or local teams, uh, asking for and inviting their points of view into the business, uh, making sure you do something with that information, uh, rather than just having the information to tick a box that says, yes, we did our research. That's mm -hmm. not enough. The research has profound implications for how you go to market. Uh, it has implications on all elements of the marketing mix. Um, it has implications on also the marketing mix uh, beyond just the transaction or the relationship, but mm -hmm. also the post-sales elements as well. So let's talk about customer service, for example. Mm. Uh, one of my clients um, uh, made the assumption that uh, the European approach to their post-sales customer care uh, could be replicated and was the standard for the, for the rest of the world. Um, and they set up a call center uh, in Bulgaria. This is an American retailer. And the American customer would have a problem with the item. It was the wrong size or they needed to return it or the quality wasn't right or something. And they would get the Bulgarian call center who would say, sure, we'll look into it. 
uh, and we'll come back to you shortly, keyword shortly, uh, mm -hmm. with an answer. So obviously in the US, or maybe not obviously to our listeners, but certainly if you're not aware, uh, the US uh, is a, a very intolerant country when it comes to delays. Uh, so we expect responses by phone, by email, pretty much within like a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. And if you take longer than a day, we assume you've left the company or you've been hit by a bus or something's happened, the yeah. company's gone bankrupt, it does, you know, it ceased trading, uh, if we don't get replies within typically 24 hours. Wow. Whereas, you know, uh, for the Bulgarian uh, team and the European operation, responding to customers within a few days was okay. So again, unless you've studied this to look at what are all of the elements of the marketing mix that can stay the same and what need to change, the research is everything. And, you know, I find myself often saying there are no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are many CMOs uh, that I uh, work with, have advised, uh, who are also well aware of the fact that there are no shortcuts. You know, you can't just divert your research budget uh, and put it into comms or executions. You've got to do that homework. So I think if there, if nothing else, doing the homework is your is your must do task. You can't compromise on it. You can't skip it. It's kind of like if you're training for an Olympic uh, sport, uh, you have to build up the muscle memory. Mm. research is the equivalent if you like of the muscle memory and a lot of it is about mindset as well to be in the right mindset to effectively adapt localize that messaging absolutely so products as well within your mix absolutely right being open recognizing you don't have all the answers uh and having that humility and uh appetite to learn uh and curiosity about the world that's the only way you're going to be successful in any international business, uh, whether you're in the marketing function or any other function. Mm, yeah, definitely. So when it goes wrong, can you share any insights on handling those sort of international marketing crises and the reputation management on a global scale? Any good examples of where it's gone wrong and how people have sort of resolved it? Yeah, it? well, I, I probably have more examples how they've not resolved it. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, it's often the case that people aren't ready for a crisis. Uh, and it's not just the marketing function that's impacted. Uh, it's the whole company. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you'll remember a few years ago, Gucci had a fashion show. Uh, and one of the items in the fashion show was a semi balaclava. So it was a turtleneck that you could lift up and cover everything below the eyes. Mm -hmm. It had a cutout for the, for the mouth. Right. But it, it was basically a balaclava. And uh, consumers thought, why would I want to wear something like that? Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the media said that this is Gucci doing terrorism chic. Uh, and it was just, all, all, everything about it was wrong. Everything yeah. about the ad, everything about the product, everything about the design was wrong. 
-hmm. and Gucci pulled it and apologized, uh, but they were still, um, you know, tainted by this. There's also another uh, story. I forget who it was. It might, it was a Louis Vuitton LVMH company uh, that did a jumper with, I think it was either the Trinidadian, maybe Jamaican flag, mm -hmm. and they got the flag wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a jumper again with the wrong image. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, you know, you have to backtrack and apologize. I think um, what we find, uh, especially like with product recalls, um, is that it's not just the marketing team, but the whole business needs to be ready to uh, go into high gear mm -hmm. and to be quick and to have an explanation as to why this product is being removed or pulled uh, or changed and what's going to be different uh, in the future and what the company is going to do about it in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, if you think about the uh, BP Macondo well disaster, uh, you know, you had the CEO, uh, Tony Hayward, going on TV uh, saying that he wanted his life back. I mean, this is a story and an example that lives on in crisis communications, uh, you know, lessons of what not to do. I yeah. think the key thing, if there's ever a mishap, the key thing is to admit the mistake uh, publicly mm -hmm. and to uh, really clearly articulate what are the, what are the steps you're going to take to fix it. If you just have, you know, oh, well, we're going to have an inquiry internally. And as soon as we know what caused this problem, we'll come back to the public. Mm. Not good enough. Yeah. We need immediate action. We need to know you're on the case. We need to know you're contrite mm -hmm. and show contrition in a culturally appropriate way. So I think those are some of the things that CMOs need to be ready for uh as well as the rest of the business you know it's mm -hmm. not just the cmo it's everyone uh on the exec team needs to be ready and have a plan yeah definitely great so to wrap things up let's talk about marketing as a career so here at the marketing society we're all about helping our members do well do good and feel good in both their career and their companies and society so what advice would you give to young professionals aspiring to have this successful career in international marketing and branding? Yeah. So I, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities for any young person, uh, graduate, non-graduate, uh, interested in getting into the marketing function and the marketing discipline. Um, so one obvious way is to get a qualification in the marketing uh, disciplines. Uh, and there's t several uh, universities, FE colleges, online courses that you can all, uh, you know, people can take and can look at. Um, I think the other thing is to think about internships, uh, think about apprenticeships, uh, think about, uh, you know, talking to friends and family and using LinkedIn uh, mm -hmm. to identify companies that you would want to work for. Uh, and offering your uh, sort of um, external eye and external perspective. You know, don't think that just because you're new and early in your career that you don't have value to add. You have a lot of value to add. And any company uh, that uh, is uh, a good company 
will recognize that value. So, you know, maybe be methodical. Uh, what brands do you rate? Do you uh, trust? Would you want to work for any of these companies? And if you would, then do your research on LinkedIn, drop an in-mail or a message to uh, the CMO uh, in these companies and say, you know, I'm investigating your sector. I'd love to learn more about it. Can we meet for uh, a coffee? And I have to say, whenever people have approached me, uh, especially young, young career, early career uh, marketing uh, people or interested in finding out more, I've always been happy to help. And I know my fellow uh, uh, members of the society are in the, would, would do the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the other piece of advice I would suggest is be persistent. <laughs> silence is not no. Silence is just silence. So if you've, if you've written a note and you haven't heard back, give it a few weeks and keep at it. Mm -hmm. Write another note. Drop, a, you know, uh, drop them an email directly rather than LinkedIn. Phone their off, phone the company office and talk to uh, a colleague or their PA or uh, someone else to get through. But uh, don't just leave it if you haven't heard back. I think uh, all of us who uh, are more seen, you know, longer in the tooth uh, in our marketing careers know that persistence does pay off. Yes. Uh, so I would definitely uh, recommend keep sticking to sticking with it. Definitely. Persistence pays off is definitely a catchphrase we have here at the Marketing Society. So great. Thank you for those tips. So we have a growing global community and a membership that speaks for itself. So Alison, why would you say being a member of the Marketing Society is so important for your career and for your business? So my experience of the Marketing Society has been fantastic. Uh, I have conversations with fellow members at the events, uh, through the coffee house, uh, through uh, online events uh, that I really don't have anywhere else uh, because you're, you're having conversations with other people who are also really experienced in the marketing uh, profession with great stories to tell and great lessons uh, and uh, it's certainly developed me and my knowledge uh, through being a member. Uh, so, and how do you put a, a figure on that? You know, have I saved millions of pounds, dollars, euros from these conversations? I probably have. Mm. How much? I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, the fact is that I'm learning something. So I think that's helped me professionally. Uh, and of course it will be helping the business, my business, and improving the quality of the advice I give my clients. So all round, uh, you know, I'm, I win. So, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. So finally, are there any exciting projects, any new books brewing or initiatives you're currently working on or, or planning for the future? So a few things. I'm giving uh, a talk in uh, a, a couple of months in November, in fact, uh, in uh, Miami for the FT Investing in America Summit, mm -hmm. uh, where I'll be talking a little bit about Brand USA and what can be done uh, to enhance Brand USA so that it becomes uh, a, an even a more popular uh, destination for inward investment. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at creative resilience for the Peter Drucker Forum uh, in early December. 
Uh, I'm uh, giving uh, doing more Sky News uh, reviews of papers. Uh, and I'm waiting to learn if I'll be back on The Apprentice this season. So that's the uh, that's the big question mark I'm waiting to hear about the panels this year. So uh, as soon as I know more, I will post about it on my uh, LinkedIn profile. But altogether, I think 2024 is looking like a good year uh, and hoping to continue to help companies make sure that their international expansions are going to be successful. Um, so, you know, they can avoid these foreign fails because they're really expensive when they happen and they don't necessarily have to happen. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Alison, for your time. It's been such a really interesting topic. So thank you very much. Thank you. So keep an eye on the Marketing Society podcast channel for more In Conversation With episodes and listen to our partners and our member podcasts that we share there too.